Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, the founder of Come With Me Sis and Lintrell's Closet, we've got Lintrell Jacobs. And Lintrell, you are found on the web at lintrelljacobs.com. Lintrell, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh, for having me here. I'm excited and honored to be here with you today. For sure. So tell us about your story. How did you start Lintrell's Closet? Um, I actually started it accidentally. Um, I was I was a makeup artist full time and I went to work at a salon. Fast forward, the lady at the salon had a boutique in there and she would always say I dressed really nice. And I just was not interested. I was like, no, I'm a full time makeup artist, not interested. But one day she took me to a buyer's market where you go and buy wholesale. She's like, no, just take a look. You might you know, get into it one day. And I'm like, no way. Later, a few years later, um, when I got pregnant with my daughter, I was super sick, couldn't do makeup. And so I was thinking of something that I could do. And I'm like, maybe I could just sell clothes online until I have the baby and go back to makeup. And eight years later, (laughs) um, I'm still here. How did you become profitable? Like, how did you do this? Like, how did you get people to buy? What what did you put on the website? How did you, I I got so many questions. (laughs) Continue the story, please. No problem. So I actually um, put everything on Instagram. Like I said, it was just supposed to be like a small thing. It wasn't supposed to be something big. So I did like a big cartel website. This is a long time ago. And I started posting everything on Instagram. This is pre-algorithm, all of yeah. those things now. So there was no you know, funny stuff with uh, social media or anything. So I just posted it. And people were able to see it. And that's when hashtags were really, really new. So I was hashtagging what I saw other people hashtag, like, you know, California, L.A., you know, different cities and stuff. And I was getting orders. And I'm like, no way. Like, this is really working. And I didn't have inventory because I started it with no money. So I didn't have any inventory and I found a vendor out in Europe that would allow me to basically overnight things. So what I would do is when Mm. someone would order, I would place the order with my vendor who would then overnight it to me. And then, you know, I would ship it out once I got it. And the way that I started to build it up is once somebody ordered one, I would basically order two of those. And then, you know, and now I have another one for when somebody else ordered. So I I started from super humble beginnings. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So you're posting uh, uh, and what's the product? Um, so those were my clothes uh-huh. and then um, I was just were you, accessories. Mm-hmm. And you were designing them and then having them um, created by a manufacturer? No, I didn't design them. So no, I was, um, I purchased wholesale and then we, I, I'm a retail store. So okay. I retail them. So I wasn't designing. Oh, right. Okay, good. So you're just finding the fashions and stuff that you like and you're like, yes, I want that in my store. Yes. And then do it your store. It, it initially is just Instagram. <laughs> it was. And so um, I was all over the place at first. And 
Um, this is something that I see a lot of businesses do, just kind of trying to find my way. I love shoes. I love accessories. I still was in trying to incorporate makeup. Um, I love clothes. So I, I did clothing. I had accessories on there. I had shoes on there. Then I went down the whole influencer rabbit hole, trying to work with influencers. And mm. it took me a while to find my you know, niche and um, just settle on clothing. And so that's where I kind of stayed. But during that time, I was—I didn't even really have pictures of the items. I just took, you know, they would allow me to use their pictures from their website. So I would post those on Instagram and they were really high quality. And I think that is what worked for me because other boutiques were posting at the time um, pictures of things like laid on the bed. And, you know, this was a long time ago. You, like Instagram wasn't as um, delicate as it is now. Now everybody's pictures are perfect, but you know, back then people were still figuring it out. It was much like a migration from Facebook. So we didn't really know how to use it. Um, and people were just posting clothes, like laid on the bed, hanging up, you know, and, but I had models in the clothes and I think that helped me a long way. Yeah. When you start posting this, um, I, I think it, what did you learn in terms of, especially like working with uh, influencers, like, did, did what was your outreach? Like, what did you say? What did they say? Did you have to give them money up front? Did you just give them product? Like, I, I, I know there's a lot of people that have maybe experimented working with influencers. Maybe it's been successful. Maybe it's not been. Um, what did you find ultimately? You know, what, what was your journey in in that? My journey with working with influencers was a rocky one, only because I wasn't quite sure of my audience. I didn't really know a whole lot about target audience or anything. Um, I was just like trying to work with people that I thought were, um, I guess, popular on social media, maybe had a nice following. So I would look at their numbers and their engagement and things like that and just say, hey, you know, this is somebody that, you know, I think. I might get sales from and work with them. And I would reach out. A lot of them had their emails and stuff up in their bio and I would email. Some of them would do very small um, payments. And then some of them that just wanted to be fashion influencers would take just the clothing and they were fine with that with no pay. And so, you know, I started to budget that in with being able to send them an outfit and be okay with that. And that worked for a while. But I can honestly say I did not get the sales that I thought I was going to get from working with influencers. So Mm. I want to tell every single boutique owner (laughs) out there, do not try to take the easy way out and work with influencers just because they have a large following. A lot of those people who come to their page come to their pages because they like them. Um, And they might like their outfit, but that's not, they didn't come there to buy their stuff. You know, they come there because they like them, their family. Mm -hmm. So be super careful with working with influencers. Yes. Yeah. Um, And so eventually though, you you know, you want to build your own following. And so, um, and, and tell me more about like what, what you learned in terms of content, like what was the content that, um, that, that you feel kind of really helped grow your business? So I feel like um, one thing that really helped grow my business is I was always really active on uh, Facebook for a long, long time. And what worked for me over there was posting me, my children, my day-to-day 
sort of like my journey. And I didn't realize I was doing this. Um, I was just posting what I was doing that day, what me and my kids, you know, ate, where we went, we were having fun, things like that. And then I noticed a pattern. It's like, wow, I have really, really good engagement here. Mm -hmm. And so I took that over to Instagram and I was posting me, my kids, the boutique, what we're doing behind the scenes and um, new things that were coming in. I'm working with this person today, or I'm getting ready for this show. I was doing a lot of trade shows and things like that. You know, later I started doing trade shows. So I would post us like hanging up the racks and, you know, preparing to go to different cities for shows. And I guess people just were interested in like Mm -hmm. the day to day, you know, they like the products, but once I took everyone behind the scenes, more like a journey, it was, I guess they felt more connected. So I guess it was more of a connection that they felt with the page. And then it became more of a brand. So I was building the brand all along and I did not know that. Yeah. Um, Did you have trade shows that you would go to and you wouldn't sell anything? Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So tell me emotionally what that's like. And and like, obviously, you didn't let that deter you. But but to somebody else that's ever gone to a trade show, maybe they're making jewelry, maybe they're selling whatever. Right. And it it was a very frustrating experience for them. What, What would you say to them? I would say um, to do your due diligence. I feel like I dropped the ball. I was under a misconception. I'd done a really great show and this one had a similar name and I didn't realize that they were not connected. And Mm -hmm. so I booked the next one because I thought they were connected and I did great at the other one. And so um, when I got there, first of all, there was no admission. It was free. Um, So I don't think people were gauged to purchase. And so mm-hmm. I would just say to do your due, due diligence, always make sure that you um, show up either way, show up your very best, take pictures. And if all else fails, and you don't sell anything. You've got some really great content to yes. post for years to come. <laughs> yeah, because on your Instagram or your social media, people don't need to know you didn't sell anything. They just need to know you were there and you are out and you are doing your thing. And, yeah. and that's really inspiring. So when I see someone who goes through all of that effort, like I had a friend who's like, he's an engineer, like he makes, you know, okay money and stuff, but he, he's passionate about, he makes these pens, these um, really custom, he like grinds the wood down and makes these custom pens. And it was just how cool it was. Like, and I looked at like his typical social engage, social media engagement and pe- listen, people are going to celebrate you um, for the most part, not everybody, but when you go out there, you take risks and you just go and follow your passion. And, um, and, and so I love that. It's like, even if you go and like, it's almost like, um, you know, it's almost like, I don't know, it's not a great analogy, but it's almost like, listen, I'm going to go to Vegas and I've got $400 that I am totally cool with losing. Right. And then it's just like, that's your budget. Right. And so now if you happen to win and you happen to not lose all $400, cool. But if you lose all four, you know, it's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this trade show and I am hoping to make some great sales, but I am not going to let it devastate me. And I'm going to find other ways to get value from this experience. uh, Even if I don't make any sales, like you get market research, that's incredibly valuable. And I built my email list. I just set out an email um, 
thing on my table. And I do this at all the trade shows. I have a clipboard where I'm collecting emails and things like that. And I set out that email list. And I mean, I built my email list. I made videos while I was there. I use that footage so much <laughs> for so many events and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I made it worth my while. Yeah. All right. So um, you're you're growing your business. You're getting more and more attention. More and more people are buying what through your website, and you set up a uh, a shopping cart on your website at and is at lintrelljacobs.com, right? Yes. And and then um, and then uh, tell me about the growth. Like what what happens there? So it took a while. Um, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of time, a lot of me trying to do everything my own, um, on my own. And I don't believe that I really hit momentum until I hire a team. Mm. Uh, I tried for a long time to do it myself. It just, it got all over the place. So I started to scale once I hired on, um, you know, better graphics, obviously to make things look better. Um, I hired on email marketing, you know, team to kind of help out with that. We hired advertising photographers and we had to build a whole team to make this thing work. And so obviously that's super expensive too. And that's kind of how we ended up where we are now, but we did really great numbers this year. And I can only attribute that to the fact that we always focus on quality. We always focus on customer service and we always focus on inclusiveness and including our customers into our brand. We survey a lot. We ask a lot of questions of what they want, things like that. And when you are clear on what your customers need, not what we think they need or what we want to give them, when they tell you what they need and you adhere to that, um, it's super easy to profit. Yeah. Now, um, so typically we talk to folks that are in the B2B space. And um, so Lintrell, you um, have a program called Come With Me Sis. Tell me about this. So in our Come With Me Sis movement, we have different programs, um, which is our Boutique for Bosses and our Thrive. And so Boutique for Bosses is really for those who are interested in having a product-based business who want to scale um, beyond six figures or our Thrive program, which is for those who want to maybe take their art or whatever they do and turn it into a coaching business. Many people don't you know, really know how to do that and make it profitable. And so we teach both of those. But um, in our Boutique for Bosses and Thrive programs, we run those twice a year. And basically, we just are there to kind of hold your hand because I didn't have that early. So that's where that came from. I did not have a lot of help. I had to kind of bump my head and learn a lot of things. So it's like me taking all of my knowledge, all of my um, shortcomings, all of the things that could have broke me or, you know, that I didn't like in my journey and just skipping over that and skipping everybody to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, tell me about the different ways that you help folks, uh, th- your audience through. So I see um, you've got an Entrepreneur 101, Boutique for Bosses. Um, I- I'm-, I'm particularly interested in, in, you know, someone who wants to follow in your footsteps in the boutique world. Um, tell me about how you can help them. So in the boutique world, we help secure vendors because that was a huge issue mm. in the beginning. We also help with funding. That was a huge issue in the beginning, which is a lot for a lot of boutiques. Um, as many of the anyone who's out there interested in the boutique space or in the retail space, 
they would know that, you know, purchasing all of that inventory, all of that can get very costly, very fast um, models, all of that stuff. So we help secure funding for all of those things. Even with business credit, we are connected with a lot of business credit vendors. So we help in that respect. We also talk about the different streams of income. A lot of boutique owners think that clothing is the only stream and it's so much more than that. So we teach you how to diversify your um your income. We also talk about advertising, when to advertise, when to, because um, marketing and advertising is, is very different. So we talk about when to market, when to advertise, and how to do that for your brand. It's different for every single brand. And we see everybody getting on social media, just doing what everybody else is doing. And that's not always the best thing for every brand. We talk mm-hmm. about target audience and how I eventually got very clear on my audience. When I talk to a lot of boutique owners, they're like, oh, my audience is women and um, they're 30 to 40 and they live in the state of California or somewhere, you know, and they're not real clear on what they do for a living, where they hang out, what, you know, type of things they enjoy. And so you can't speak to those things because you don't know what they are. So we talk about how to get crystal clear on that. Talk about branding and photography and how to let that speak for your brand and for your business so that you don't have to do so much heavy lifting. A lot of boutique owners are in a rat race because Mm -hmm. they are not clear on, I guess, the images that speak to their audience. So we talk a lot about that. But overall, we teach you how to build your business from ground to top floor. Yeah. uh, And how much uh, time, money, effort, you know, can, can you save, you know, when you have a guide it's it, listen, yes, there's an investment, you you know, if you're working with, you know, an advisor, a coach or coaching program, yes, you're going to need to pay for that for somebody to, you know, obviously you've provided some great tips and advice, you know, but uh, you know, the ROI potential from, you know, not having to make some bad expensive mistakes for six to 12 months. What's the value of that? That's kind of, you know, in terms of like justification or like why someone would want to invest in working with you. Um, But, but they can find this Lintrell at your website, lintrelljacobs.com. When you go there, scroll down to where it says, come with me, uh, sis. And where did the name come from? It came from me wanting to build like a a real sisterhood. You know, there's not a lot of women that have a circle around them that they can go to Mm -hmm. and ask questions. And, you know, we kind of have to get out and go network and meet new people. So I wanted to create a space where there's all entrepreneurs, where a lot of us are moms, we're struggling with a lot of the same things, um, or we've been through the same things and we've had the same hiccups in our journey. A lot of the coaches that I had that really, really helped me were men in a lot of cases. And so their journey is obviously going to be different than a, a, my mom or a single mom or a married mom. So um, I wanted to create just a, a space to let people know in there that I'm here with you. I'm not going to leave your side. And everybody who's taken my programs, they always, you know, echo that in the group. They talk about that because we have a Facebook group, which is our Come With Me um, Facebook group. And in there, you know, they talk about how I always... I basically hold your hand. I don't want you to feel like you have to take this walk alone. It, it's very lonely within itself. So having someone go with you is truly invaluable because it can save you so much time, so much headache, so much energy to just go and speak with someone who's been there, done that, and, and just says, you know what? I've been there. I know where you are, and it's going to be okay. But when you don't have that, mm-hmm. it's much more difficult to deal with. 
All right, Lintrell Jacobs. Your website is Lintrell Jacobs. It's L-Y-N-T-R-E-L-L Jacobs.com. And just click on the show notes, the little I info button, wherever, however you're listening to this, we got a link below. Click on that. Go visit Lintrell. Lintrell, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.